Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And I'm Brianna Jones. And welcome to Musical to Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew and Brie to like musical theater. How are you doing today, Andrew? Oh, man, I- I'm doing quite well. How are you doing? I, I, I've had, I, I need some advice. Um, some girl. Oh, you trouble. do. You're having some girl trouble. I am, and Bree, I want you to chime in on this because I feel like a female point of view here is needed. Yeah, yeah, got you. So as we all know, and I've set up several times on this podcast, um, I am a songwriter. I also work for my father and a bunch of other things. I'm playing my mm-hmm. songs on the street. I've recently, we all know about my breakup. I went through this really intense breakup. Um, she went to New York after, you know, an affair or sometimes just leaving for New York, depending on which version of the story I'm telling. Um, and I just meet this girl. Her name is girl, of course. And I tell her my name is guy or we don't specify the names, but that's definitely our names. Um, and yeah. she's got this toddler and a husband. And I'm just like, man, I think we're made for each other. So what should I do? Should I go to New York and chase my ex? Or should I convince this girl that she and her toddler should come live with me and forget the toddler's baby daddy and just just let me raise them and be with that? Like, what should I do? You should invite her over to listen to your new album and, and have some hanky-panky. Um, I don't think hanky-panky's a good idea. Um, maybe do an entire album or maybe just a couple singles. Can we run by the hanky panky idea again? Like, <laughs> are we sure? I don't know, but there was a time when we were talking <laughs> when I said something, and then she said, "I think it was I love you," but in like a different language. But then she said, "I asked her what it meant, and she said it means it's raining." But I'm pretty sure she said she loved me. Hmm. Mm. So this hanky panky idea <laughs> never gonna happen. Not um, gonna happen. Not I on think- the table. I think I should just buy her a piano. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the same thing, really, when you get down I mean, to it. take this sinking boat and point it home. We both have time. This week, in case you haven't picked up on what I'm throwing down, we are talking about Once the Musical and the movie. Cue the music, Brie. Once is a musical written by Edna Walsh with music and lyrics by Glenn Hansard and Marquita Irglova. The musical began previews on Broadway at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater from the 28th of February 2012 and officially opening on March 18th of 2012. It received 11 Tony Award nominations, winning eight, including Best Musical. It was announced the musical would close on January 4th, 2015 after 1,167 regular performances and 22 previews by closing time. It was based on the film by the same name, the plot of which is on the streets of Dublin, an Irish musician and a Czech immigrant are drawn together by their shared love of music. Over the course of one fateful week, an unexpected friendship and collaboration quickly evolves into a powerful but complicated love story. So 
Bree, what is your history with Once and your thoughts on the film? Because I know you've watched it. Um, I have watched the film. It has been almost a decade probably since I've seen it. Uh, but I remember really liking it, especially the music and actually becoming really interested in Glenn Hansard. Uh, and I still listen to him till this day. There's somewhere a cover of, what is it, Falling Slowly on the internet, me and Jacob covered, but that's, uh, that's old. <laughs> Play a clip yeah, from that, Brie. Also, Brie, this isn't our first overlap of collaboration with Glenn Hansard. Um, we have a mutual friend named Jenna who hired me to DP a music video for Glenn Hansard's song. I forget what song it was, but yeah, we collaborated on that. That was a lot of fun. And that kind yeah. of cemented us as good old friends, I'd say. Yeah, he was doing a, what was it, like a competition? A music like, video competition. Whoever had the best yeah. music video got to be the music video for it. We didn't win. <laughs> we didn't win, but it was beautiful, and we did an amazing job. I will say that. Yeah, I thought Is that we, anywhere? Yeah, that's on YouTube's. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, check that out. I think I did a really good job, and I collaborated with my good friend Dawn um, on that, and I think we, we put some work together. Jenna killed it. She edited it together so well, and oh, it's beautiful. We should have won. a lot more... You get a lot more to do with this than I do. I am very curious. Andrew, you watch both the film adaptation and the stage show of Once. What is your overall interpretation of Once? Uh, I, I think I liked the stage show better. It feels like it expanded on what the movie did, uh, like, a lot. The movie feels like a stereotypical, like, indie film, you know? You know, you know what I'm saying? Do I need to elaborate on that? You don't need to elaborate. I will elaborate. <laughs> You go ahead. People know, I hope people know at this point, my history and my education, which is mostly in film production and all that, and like how I make films in a lot of styles, and I fucking hate mumblecore as a genre. I really fucking- So what is mumblecore? You gotta, you gotta describe this. So you know what Lena Dunham did with girls and all that? Like, I think there's a proper description. Like, let me see if I can get a proper definition of it. Because I feel like I'm thinking of mumblecore as, like, the genre of rap where people just go, No, mumblecore is a style of low-budget film typically characterized by the use of non-professional actors and naturalistic or improvised performances. And the way I envision a mumblecore movie, it's... And Brie, you and I went to film school together. We've seen hundreds of these together in the same room, where you have one character, desaturated room, very shallow depth of field, shot on a DSLR camera, just talking about, like, I just feel like artistically, I'm just feeling my life isn't what it could be. And then someone's cuddling them and being like, you you are the most brilliant artist I've ever known. Bro, but it's, but it's real, bro. It's like, raw. It's emotion, man. It's real life. It's unprofessional filmmakers thinking they're pros and making garbage. So I won't say once the film is garbage, but it does teeter onto the pretentious side of mumblecore. The stage show, on the other I hand, feel like it, uh, is really good. It escapes a little bit by having cute accents, as everyone likes Irish people. This... <laughs> The show, the movie was shot on a potato. <laughs> it was shot on digital before it was cool to shoot on digital. It was shot on digital before digital looked any good. I'm not going to argue because I can't. This, you have, you're making great points. It looks terrible. The performances are naturalistic but meandering. Like there's not much offered by their performances. And also, you know the lead actor, Glenn Hansard, 37 years old, and the lead actress, 18, 17 years old started dating on the set of this and that actress to this day right now is still only 34 has not reached the age that glenn hansard was when he shot this film and that just feels weird to me yeah it's yeah i mean that's a little strange a little bit iffy a little bit uh questionable you know uh, one thing i liked about the movie yes over the stage show because it's not that many things but um he seems more willing to just like yell into the mic when he's singing yes. in the movie than in the stage show where everything is a lot more clean. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Felt It felt more folksy, I guess. Uh, 
Well, I do prefer Glenn Hansard's voice, too, because it is a little bit more raw. It is a little bit more less theatery than what's done on stage. And would you believe this is not the first time Glenn Hansard has appeared on this podcast? He has a little cameo in the film adaptation of Cyrano as the first soldier that sings in that the whatever I fall song from Cyrano. I feel like that was the best song, too. We mentioned that. It, that is the, <laughs> like I think I pointed out in the Cyrano episode. This is the song that feels like, oh yeah, this is the reason why this is a musical. This makes sense. It's like, oh, this is yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm watching a movie, and I really like Glenn Hansard <laughs> as a musician. I think he's super talented. Every one of the songs in the movie are great songs, but there's also a movie around it. Yeah, there's not much of a movie around it though. Yeah, it's it's like a nothing. It's like a nothing movie, and the songs are good. And I guess and I know people something. are going to be upset because this film's got like a ninety-seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. People really latched onto it, and maybe in two thousand seven, when the only other like movie musicals at the time were like Hairspray and Sweeney Todd, it really did feel different from the vibe. Well, you also have to consider what music was playing in 2007 we talked about this earlier today didn't we <laughs> please contextualize you, know, you turn this. on the, you turn on the radio and you're uh <laughs> okay for context me and andrew were talking about like billboard top 100 for the early to like late 90s to 2000s to 2010 if you look at the Billboard Top 100s from 2001 to 2010, you will not know a single one of those fucking songs, and the ones you do know, you know are fucking terrible. 2007, what what would you turn on? You yeah. got Daughtry by Daughtry, um, Irreplaceable by Beyonce, I guess people like Beyonce. I see Lost Without You by Robin Thicke. Ooh, another terrible person. Just, you know, you get some really good stuff. Looks like uh, Low didn't come out until the next year, but... Okay, we had Rehab by Amy Winehouse. That's actually a good Umbrella song. Umbrella by Rihanna. Um, That's uh, not a good song. <laughs> let's see. No One by Alicia Keys. I mean, there's some good music here, guys. I mean, the only, like, when I think of the early 2000s, <laughs> the only music I think of are Shania Twain songs where I'm like, you're the one that I want, oh. No, Fergalicious came out in 2007. I don't know what you guys were listening to, but are you going to say that Fergalicious is a great song? You're going to think, yeah, no, these are all bad songs. Fergalicious stuff. Um, This ain't a scene, it's an arm race, you know, classic Ball Out Boy. Um, Basically, all music in in the 2000s was really bad. So when you get something nice and folksy that comes out, like maybe it's a breath of fresh air. Maybe, maybe just like the the soundtrack was good enough that people were like, "Eh, the rest of the movie's fine. I don't like meandering kind of movies. I like movies not even like plot based because I don't mind a meandering plot. I don't like meandering set pieces. I don't like a scene that does nothing. Like you can have a meandering plot with individual scenes that mean things. This just like, a oh, scene happens and we sing a song. Bye. We're done with that. Bye. It's also one of those uh, musicals where it's not a musical. It's just the songs are happening. Like they actually are playing the songs. Diegetic, they don't, like, just cabaret they, style. Yeah, they they don't sing. So what it ends up, it ends up with none of the songs are plot relevant in any way. Yes. They they're just pop. They're just kind of pop songs that are stuck into the movie. But the problem is as soon as the songs start, you start to get like, your heart starts racing and you get into it a bit. Yeah, I think that uh, as a series of music videos connected loosely by a plot, it's pretty good. Okay, <laughs> can you describe the plot of both the movie and the musical? Because I feel like they're relatively the same. It's just that the musical turns it into a story and the movie doesn't. Um, yeah, there's a guy named Guy. Yeah. He's a musician, he's a street musician, um, and he also works at a vacuum shop. Um, he meets this girl named Girl, um, the girl likes his music a lot and encourages him to uh, make a record. They go on to make the record with the help of people they meet. Um, and then eventually the guy has to make a choice to uh, use the success of his record to go to New York or London or it's one of those cities. I forget where he's going, New but York. he has to go. He has to go somewhere um, to make his career his music career happen um and he, or or stay with girl and he decides to go make his music career happen and get together with his old girlfriend no i don't staying with i girl. don't think girl makes i i don't think guy makes that choice i think girl forces him into that choice because she refuses to say goodbye to him yeah kind of but the choice is there yeah. somebody makes it 
Because <laughs> girl, guy kind of wants to fuck girl from moment one, and she just, as soon as he starts to make a move, she's like, oh, fuck you, and storms off. But she still loves his yep. music. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of glad they keep it that way. I feel like it would have been weird. Especially because she's 17 in the movie and he's 38 in the movie. That would have been extra weird, yes. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that they are more of common age in the stage show. Cause I was more thinking about the stage show, not yeah. the movie, because that's you- the one I watched first. Did you recognize the actress from the stage show? She's a very famous actress now. Uh, I honestly might have, but I don't remember now. Who was All right. It? it is Kristen Minolti, who you might remember from as the mother from How I Met Your Mother. She is like the reveal mother of that. She is also in Palm Springs, which came out right when the pandemic hit and became a big hit. Mm-hmm. She like this was like her first big thing um, on Broadway, and she like fell into like a lot more um opportunities in that she's also the first wife from the wolf of wall street the one we're supposed to think is ugly in comparison to margot robbie but i think she's like gorgeous still like i think Kristen minolti is a beautiful woman but yeah um she's the ugly one though she's incredible one of the best actresses she does a great like czech accent like it feels real it doesn't feel like she's putting on a voice no i i honestly really like the character too she's just there to encourage the music it's all it's about baby i like the fact that she is a character in the stage show yeah she doesn't have a lot going on in the movie she's um, nothing in the movie she is a 17 year old girl trying to improv with a musician <sighs> Yeah, the movie just has trouble telling a story. Like, by the time we get anything going on, it's just like he made a record and shows the tape to his dad or whatever. And his dad's like, you should go do your career. And he and he does. But the musical just over. is the same thing, but it works and it feels like it's intentional. They just add more tension and, and like narrative drive happen. Narrative drama and drive. Yeah, um, like there's an an open mic that he attends that just doesn't happen in the in the movie that I don't I don't at least I don't remember it happening in the movie. Yeah. Um I think the most important scene in both the stage musical and the movie is the falling slowly scene where they decide to just impromptu write a song together. And I think mm-hmm. that also sums up the biggest differences between the movie and the musical. So in the movie, she just sits down at a piano in the store and just starts playing. And then he just starts playing around with the guitar and then falling slowly happens. Yeah, where in which the- is like a weird setting for it to happen and a weird way for it to happen. Where in the musical, they build up the piano coming in. And the piano comes in. She starts playing. Like, they build up the sheet music. They build up. Like, everything gets built up. Even him pulling out his guitar and joining along. She builds up by playing the same chords over and over until he does it. And pointing at him and making it a funny moment and a character moment. It makes it a big payoff there. And a big character moment for all of them. And I know you can't quite have that with a movie that's mumblecore improv. But it's so much more effective when it feels intentional i think the stage show just feels like a more complete story uh just in total in totality but it's also longer um so they had more time to like flesh things out yeah Um, and they feel like they feel more relaxed in the song numbers and not making them fully diegetic at times yeah so I, i feel like the movie is good for what it is but the stage show is better. Yes. Though the stage show does make a baffling choice. So the movie and musical are both called Once, right? Yes. The song Once is in the movie. It appears in the movie and is sung. It does not appear. It's at the end, right? Yeah. It does not appear in the musical, except in times when actors are leaving the show. So when um, Kristen Minolti, um, um, Steve Kazee, I think his name is. I'm going to double check that just so I don't look stupid. And people are like, you're such an idiot, Jess. You don't know. Um, did I get it right? Even just based on memory? That means, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm fighting COVID brains so much now that just things I'm convinced I know, I cannot be convinced. Like, on Pirates and Pan's End's episode, I literally just said an incorrect fact with complete faith that I knew what I was talking about. Oh, what was that? It was the fact that um, Three Little Maids from School is from HMS Penafore when it was not from that. It was from another Gilbert and Sullivan musical, but I said it with utter confidence because I'm a fucking idiot. Oof. You, you hate know, to see it. I hate to see it. But when they leave the show, they do sing once as like a curtain call goodbye to them, which is interesting. Yeah. Why is it not in the show? Whatever. I feel like it would have slowed it down. And the show's a little overlong. And I feel like it's also not 
fat. Like it feels like it's the right length. Everything feels like it hits at the yeah. right moments. Like and straight up, once is not that great of a song. And there's yeah. other songs that sound similar and are fine. So once the stage musical is two hours and one music minute, um, excluding a 15 minute intermission. Once the movie is an hour and 26 minutes, that is a big difference. Yeah, it's considerably longer. Uh, the stage show. I feel like they use I'm that time usually, wisely, though. I'm usually big in favor of keeping things short, but I think in this particular case, I still just I do prefer the stage show. Um, there's certain things that I would cut, though, uh, mostly. And I know that it's the act two like opener part, but do we really need the scene where the manager of the music store is arguing with the bank guy? <laughs> Like, I don't mind do the we scene. need that to go on like for the, like 15 minutes? I don't mind the scene. <laughs> I don't like the fact that the bank manager has his own song. And, and yeah, it's it's actually, and it's one of my least favorite tropes. It's a song that exists to show you that he's not good at playing music. So he's intentionally singing really poorly, which is like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and fun fact, I mean, that isn't even the opening number for Act 2, really, uh, but that is the only one that I don't think is composed by Glenn Hansard. It was composed by Martin Lowe, Andy Taylor, and Edna Walsh, not by Glenn Hansard. So even more to show that the guy that knows how to write a song didn't write that song. And then the, the punchline of it, after you listen to this guy squeal about his, uh, with his guitar for like three minutes, the punchline is, yeah, don't ever sing again. It's like, <laughs> oh, you could have you could have told him that three minutes ago when you I didn't have to hear it. Yeah. You <laughs> so I remember when this won the Tony for Best Musical. It was the year after Book of Mormon. So Matt Stone and Trey Parker announced it. And it's weird to go from Book of Mormon as the best musical to once. Because yeah. Matt Stone and Trey Parker went up with a shtick of being like, we are now big, uh, big fancy Broadway people. And we are now this. And then they're like, oh, and best musical is once. And then these like hipsters come on stage and accept the award. It is unintentionally hilarious and a good. I, I think about that anytime I think about this show. That is the first thing I think about whether I want to or not. What was it up against? It was up against Newsies, which is still our number one most requested episode. Um, nice work if you can get it. Leap of Faith. That that was what it was up against. Let's see what else was going on in that Tony Awards. Bonnie and Clyde so, was also there that year. Ghost the Musical, Lestrada Jones, um, and Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. What a year. Ah, tough competition. So once probably was the best thing that was on that year. Yeah, it's not like there was like any big competition. Um, I guess we've we talked about stuff for a while. I mean, what what is your thoughts? Do you have any, any additional thoughts on this? I do want to say about the movie yeah it does not use the visual language of cinema to its advantage in any way whatsoever <laughs> i was hoping we'd be off this but you know what go off king <laughs> i really just feel like i I'm, i i love dialogue in films i love scenes of people being engaged with each other in films i love romantic comedies that is one of my favorite genres of storytelling me and Grace Aki have done an entire episode ranking our favorite romantic comedies. There is no chemistry between these two in the film. <laughs> Honestly, when I was watching the movie, I didn't even feel any like tension that he wasn't going to just leave to go with be with his uh, exact girlfriend. Because it's like it's it just felt like, well, these two, they're music partners, but they're not like interested. <laughs> and I say that to set up my point for the musical. There is a very intense sexual tension between them because they are both closer in age. Very like there is like scenes when they're alone and it feels like very sexually tense. And there's more time where they can actually develop the relationship and there's humor. And I feel like if you have an audience there watching people about to kiss or wanting to kiss, the tension is more strained. You can cut it easier than if it's in a film. Yeah, in, in the stage show, it actually feels like I could see an ending where he decides to stay with her, that kind of thing, you know? Yes. Like, that, it's like, that's a possibility that's on the table. Whereas in the movie, it's just like, well, yeah, he's going to go do his career because he, he, she helped him make the record and, you know, right. it's, it's, it's a good record. And I know we got to go into previews, <laughs> but I do want to ask Brie, how did you feel about the movie? Did you feel like there was like a, an opportunity for them to actually end up together or was it just a pipe dream? Um, like I said, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I think for the most part, I always saw them as just music partners. I don't know. I don't remember like wishing they'd get together, but okay. I don't remember. I think that's a healthy response to that movie. 
I wanted them to get together in the stage musical because I love Kristen Benolte. She is charming as fuck. And I wanted um, Steve Kazee to end up with her because he is also very cute. The first time I watched a show, it was actually the British version with Arthur Darville, who you might remember from Doctor Who. And I think I actually prefer his performance because he's a little less threatening, a little low, but a little bit more adorable, a little bit more raw. And I feel like that kind of drives my opinion of the stage musical a bit more. And Glenn Hansard looks like an old man, even at 37. He feels way too old to be hanging around this 17 year old. So Jess, can we can we briefly discuss some stuff that we that I really liked in the stage show? Yeah, go for it. Um, This show does that thing where everyone gets instruments on stage just kind of randomly. You love that? And like everybody plays. Come I love that. Style. I think it's really great. You did Come like that. Style. You did not like that in company though. I feel like in company it didn't make sense. <laughs> All right. All right. Fine. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember why I didn't like it in company. Your quote in company was it felt like everyone was dressed for a funeral. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't even the instrument thing in that. It was the version that I was watching I didn't like. And they had the instruments. And they had the instruments, but I don't think that was the problem. Uh, <laughs> sure, Jan. I don't remember. Company. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. One of Sondheim's best musicals. Peh. Fuck you. It's really not that good. Um, Shut the fuck up. It really isn't. Um, Would you rank it above Merrily? No. Uh, maybe. I think they're around the same. You enjoy being wrong. Either way, continue. Um, yeah, they got all sorts of crazy instruments. I love the, like, I think there was like an accordion. Um, what else was there? There's just all sorts of shit. Yeah. I can't even remember all of it, but they had like at least eight instruments. The upright bass was on there, an accordion, guitar, piano, uh, just everything is great and that's just the only thing you liked about the stage musical uh i distinctly remember the opening number being like super hype i do remember and that you text me like i hope the rest of the show is as hype as this opening number yeah and they had all the instruments on stage and then i went to watch the movie and i was like well i wonder what they're gonna do and it's just him alone with a guitar and it's like when oh, your okay. mind's made up when your mind's made up yeah and it's that's just like hey, hmm, i want to see the hype fucking like everybody's playing you know yeah you want like like proper ensemble numbers which they don't do in the movie at all yeah it's mostly just a guitar and if you're lucky a guitar and a piano <laughs> and then the movie ends and then you're very lucky <laughs> On that note, let's compare our opinions to those of the New York theater critics when this first came out. It's time for previews. It's time for previews. It's time for previews. All right, Bree, take it away. Okay. Ben Brantley, in his review of the New York Theater Workshop production in the New York Times, wrote... In translating once into three dimensions, the playwright Edna Walsh and the director John Tiffany haven't steered clear of what were probably inevitable excesses. The script is now steeped in wise and folksy observations about committing to love and taking chances, most of which are given solemn and thickly accented utterance by girl, played by Kristen Mielty, who is Czech, guy, played by Stephen or Steve Kazi, has been transformed from a shaggy nerd into a figure of leading man handsomeness, while girl has turned into a full-fledged version of what she only threatened to be in the film, a kooky, life-affirming waif who is meant to be irresistible. But a merciful reversal occurs when once breaks into music, which is often. Characters become less adorably overwrought and more genuinely conflicted with distinctive personalities instead of standard issue ones. The songs, written by Hansard and Miss Irglova, Irglova, yeah, Miss Irglova, soar with rough-edged, sweet and sad, ambient, ambient, Ambivalence that is seldom visited in contemporary American musicals. So that was of the off-Broadway version, right? Yes. The workshop production. Yes. I do want to say, like, it sounds like the, the original off-Broadway version is much closer to the movie, where it, it kind of is a lot more meandering like a lot more boring until the songs happen, you know? Yeah. And, and I guess it's hard to say. It's Ben Brantley. Yeah, so fair. It's hard to take what he says 
to be super serious, but um, I mean, you yeah, agree with Brandley more often than you think you do. No, I agree with him quite often. It's just sometimes he doesn't describe things the way that they actually are. I think are. that's the thing. I don't even think he's the worst like observationalist. I think he's just bad at describing how he feels. Okay. Well, let's see what he thought of the actual Broadway production, which is something that I've actually seen. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So later when he reviewed the Broadway production, he said, when I first saw the musical once at the New York Theater Workshop last December, it registered as a little too twee too conventionally sentimental for the East Village. Yet on Broadway at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater, to be exact, where once opened on Sunday night, what is essentially the same production feels vital and surprising as the early spring that has crept on up on Manhattan. And what was always wonderful about Once, its songs and its staging, has been magnified. In the meantime, its appealing stars, Steve Kazi and Kristen Multy, have only grown in presence and dimensionality. I mean, I do appreciate a critic that's willing to change his opinion based on effort made on the creative behalf. I feel like he read his previous review to make sure to see what his critiques were previously and saw, all right, what has changed? What can I feel about this? And I respect that. Yeah, and I, I think he's being pretty fair. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see what his review of Star- Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark was around the same time. I doubt it was equally as fair. If, if there's a show you don't need to be fair to, though, it's Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Motherfucker, you're the one that said the lightning thief was worse. And it is. You're wrong. You're actively <laughs> wrong, sir. Time will prove me correct. No, it won't. It will. It won't. It sincerely won't. Four years from now, you're going to say the lightning thief to someone and they're going to look at you like you're talking about a fairy. Like you're what? What are you saying? <laughs> the lightning? You mean the books? <laughs> or oh, the Disney Plus show? Because that I think that's coming out next year. There's a musical? <laughs> I think the musical is better than it had a right to be. As you, motherfucker, who went to the Broadway con panel for the lightning thief. And I didn't get COVID, so I didn't even take any souvenirs home. <laughs> On that note, um, do we agree with Brent Brandt? Ben Brantley's review there. I don't think he says much to disagree with. He doesn't say much from, well, I mean, he probably said more than what we read, but right. from the from the excerpt that we have read, I agree. Yeah, I'm glad he liked it. Sincerely, I hope I hope that it added to their success. Um, on that yep. note, it's time to move on to our favorite section of previews. It's time for the letterbox game. One star, five star. It's Brianna Jones and Andrew DeWolf head to head. And if this is your first time on Musicals to Cheese, this is where I find random letterbox reviews and Andrew and Bree have to guess whether they are a one star or five star based on the review alone. This is a binary. There are no 3.5s or anything in the middle. It's just one star or five stars. All right. Bree started last time. So Andrew, do you want to start this time? Yeah, sure. All I right. think I can handle it. I think. Are you ready? Let's do it. I've put off watching this for years because the poster looked like a Hallmark Christmas movie. They aren't incorrect. Oh, they are. That yeah. poster is pretty bad. Um, it definitely isn't like a Hallmark Christmas movie, but no. the poster looks like one. Um, five stars. I'm gonna say five. That is correct. Bree, you're up. Okay, I'm ready. What the hell is that? <laughs> one star. What the hell is that? That is a five star. <laughs> Bree, are you ready? Or Andrew, are you ready? I don't know what the hell that is, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were quoting the movie, sincerely. Oh, is that in there? I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. I heard it again. Okay. Yep. So cute, and she's me. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Um, five? That sounds like a five. That is correct. Bree, your turn. Yeah, damn it. Okay. My turn. It's got music in it. An accurate review. Yep. Finally. Accurate. Five stars. That is a one star. Andrew, what? are you ready? I'm getting my ass kicked today. Um, yeah, I'm ready. TMZ footage is getting real cinematic these days. Oh, I get it. Because <laughs> it looks like shit. Oh, Jesus. Why are you doing oh, this? Oh my to god. Me? I get it. I get it. Cause uh because he's like 50 and she's 17. Um <laughs> one one star. That is a five star. Bree, your turn. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Irish Ed Sheeran. I feel like that has to be a five star. We said I, everyone likes Irish people. I thought that Ed is... Sheeran was already Irish. Am I wrong? Oh. I, I don't know. But that was a one star pre I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. 
Well, some people do hate Ed Sheeran, so. Yeah. All right. Andrew, you ready? Yeah. This is a contemporary version of Grease for adults. You're going to have to explain yourself there because that. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see yeah, it I don't see it at all. And also, Grease is already for adults. Kids shouldn't be watching that shit. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Um, one star because Grease sucks. That was a five star. Bree, you're up. Okay. This movie didn't deserve that song. One star. That is correct. We are on I the got board. A point. Let me guess. It's it's falling Things slowly. Eyes <laughs> that know me. All right, Andrew, are you ready? Yeah. Nice story. Crumbling details. In parentheses. How the heroine looks so much like my roommate. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Um, five stars for the roommate. That is a one star. Bree, you're up. Okay. Mother. <laughs> Good instructional movie for how to stay hip while growing old. Five stars. That is a one star. Andrew, you're up. Mm. You okay. Mm-hmm. I was getting a hand job from a girl during this movie when my parents weren't home, and then I look up and she's crying because of the movie, and then she cried because I didn't come, be- so this movie is fine, IG. I don't think I could watch it again. Sounds like a one star experience to me. <laughs> cried because of the movie, then I cried because didn't come yeah like if you're already what was the ending um so this movie is fine ig don't think i could watch again (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what more you want from me i gave five stars five stars for the hand job that is correct (laughs) are you ready (laughs) no but yes i am can't believe this is the first movie to be filmed on a nokia phone They ain't wrong. <laughs> it's fucking true, though. <laughs> oh, God. But okay, like, is it like history making five stars or is it like horrible quality one star, you know? I don't know about <laughs> history making. It looks like shit. <laughs> I'm gonna go one star. That is correct, Bree. Thank God. You're the only one point, Bree. Feature film. You're only one first point feature behind. film in 240p. <laughs> All right, Andrew, you ready? Yeah. This was a long time coming. I mean, the last guy didn't come. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't come for Uh, a long time. This was a long time coming. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it showed up. Five stars. That is correct. (laughs) All right, Bree. Last one. You're a genius, Andrew. (laughs) All right, this is... Like asterisk on both sides, all right? Mm-hmm. Makes jacking off motion with hand while rolling eyes. Didn't come, though. Yeah, I need to know. Did he not? Um, that, yeah. Uh, drinking and rolling eyes. One star. That is correct. And Bree, with that, you are tied with Andrew, and we have a tied game here. Yay. I don't understand. How did she tie? I don't know. Didn't I Didn't I get the last one right, too? So shouldn't I? I what? You missed Doesn't a couple, Andrew. You made a couple missed a couple, Andrew. But I got the last one, so if she wasn't tied before, how is she tied now? She was tied before. She caught up. I'm lost. I'm lost. And thus ends a game. I don't think Jess knows I don't think Jess knows how to keep score. <laughs> <laughs> he just like he's like doo, 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 typing. Sometimes Andrew wins, sometimes Bree wins. You know, that's how the game yeah, works. Just flip a coin and fucking whatever. <laughs> I'm. You know can, what? Can someone, anyone in the audience, let us know? No, how no, many no. Juliet Antonio, who does the cheese ratings, just, just check me to make sure I'm not lying about my fucking preview scores. On that note, let's go into a mid-show <laughs> announcement. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a show at you. Um, Andrew, tell us about a Patreon and who's supporting us and whatever the fucking merch. Yeah. Um, Patreon is, uh, you know, a place where you donate to your creators, including us, and we have extra content up there. We got live videos, so you can watch Jess have a mental breakdown. <laughs> you will, you got, will 100% uh, see a full-length version of me breaking down on camera for this week's episode. Fun fact. Yeah, and we can you can also watch me have a mental breakdown in our commentaries for <laughs> Camp Rock um, and other things. Um, and also, check out our site, our website, uh, with the merch uh people who are patrons uh at a certain tier get a discount on merch and we got t-shirts we got pins we got stickers we got all sorts of stuff hoodies i think everything everything you check could it out ever want our current patrons are <clears throat> melissa goldman leighton ackles janiel renix justice stampede ewan cassidy monica thoreau amina maniri brent black Nathaniel stacy coom joseph evans green carrie ahern mary lou choquette John Vanals, Russ Walker, Erica S., Toriana Frazier, Sammy the Most Lopez, Liana Morton, Angela, Kaylee Blazier, Birdman69, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Kyle Summers, Liz Lim, Allison Stuller, Nothing is Certain Except Beth and Taxes, Thesbian, Ren Cullen, Raphael Martinez Salaz, uh, Jessica T., Mitchell Young, The Omega Geek, Katrin Evans, Paige Pearson, Maddie Wargle, Eliza Erdman, Anna Lascar. Katova, uh, Cheska Vare, Sarah Den Blaker, Chai Teacup, Katie McDonough, Timothy Keys, Chris Marcote, Mimu, KG Marie Anastasio, Leela, RJ Nariga, Charlie B, Patrick Deering, Avery Brinson, Bjorn Hermans, Erica S, Toriana Frazier, Jess Gray, uh, Jamila M. Brown, Evan Ball, Wayne Cruz, Adam Hunt, and Zachary Torres. These folks give us a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musical Soup Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks, such as Patreon-like commentaries, our episodes today early or even earlier, video episodes where you get to see me have a mental breakdown live in front of your fucking face and a bunch of other bullshit come join us over at patreon also you get some discounts on our merch which is currently available if you go to musicalswithcheese.com and click the merch button we got lots of cool shit like buttons we got stickers we got hoodies we got t-shirts and there's a variety it's not just our fucking logo it's a bunch of shit a bunch of memes from our goddamn show so go buy our shit mm-hmm 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 all right you guys ready to get back to the show oh yeah oh yeah with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Andrew, I know you like the opening number. Uh, talk a little bit about that. The North Strand. Alive, alive, It's a, a very lively uh, song um, with, I think, pretty much the whole cast is just up on up on stage playing uh, playing music. There's no lyrics, just instrumental, just sit in your fucking seats yeah. already. Let's go. Let's do this shit. 
but it kicks ass though like it's it's really good and i kind of wish there was a couple more songs like this one um like there's a couple that are close uh, i think in in the scene where they're at the bar the cast comes out with instruments again yeah. but this one is the most lively i think by far it's, it's very good no i agree i feel like it's like in our specific bootleg that we watch for this one, there is literally people sitting down trying to find seats during this number, and it is bothersome, but it's the right kind of song to like lead into the story. Like it's all gonna be about music. It's all gonna be an emotional roller coaster. Let's go. It's also uh, it sets the setting pretty well because I mean it's a lot of this music is is very Irish, like Irish folk sounding, and and it definitely has that vibe and sets that vibe really well. No, I agree. I feel like that's what the movie could have needed because the movie just starts us on the streets. The movie just starts us on the street. I guess we should talk about the opening number there too. Yeah. Uh, well. Well, the, well, let's pause because the opening number, like the second number is the opening number to the film. And that is leave. I can't wait forever. It's all that you said before you stood up. And you won't disappoint me. I can do that myself. And I'm glad that you've come. Now if you don't mind, leave, leave, and free yourself at the same time, leave. The second number of the musical is called, is leave, and the first number of the movie is leave, and it's just guy singing with his, like, guitar on the streets, trying to- It's- it's fine, but it almost feels like they stuck a, a weaker song at the beginning because they had some better ones later. You, know? you can't start with falling wanna... slowly. No, although they do do that very early. In That's the, the I want it, but... song, kind of, if you're really, really trying to stretch things. Yeah, if you're desperate for this to fit into the formula that's the i want song <laughs> i like um, leave i actually really do dig that song i liked it on stage in the movie it's fine i think that it's it's fine in both places but yeah it's i it's guy with an acoustic guitar singing his heart out about his ex uh, in, on the street getting cucked by his, his ex. ex hell yeah um i think it's really uh, effective in showing like the situation he's in without outright telling us yeah but but we'll talk we'll talk about the one everyone wants us to talk about right now uh, falling slowly you start off with falling slowly because i know you've sung it you know the song let's go i mean what what else can you say other than it's gorgeous it's a beautiful song and josie agrees <laughs> i like falling slowly a lot it is an i want song i don't know what the fuck you're talking about i mean it, it is yes although because they're actually singing it it's a little weird but i guess you can sing songs that describe what you want literally for real, think about the know? cabaret movie with Sally Bowles going on stage and singing maybe this time that is as effective an yeah. i want song as this is yeah i mean it it, it you just because it's uh being sung literally doesn't mean that it isn't also describing how they're feeling did you know this song before you watch the show andrew uh no no i did not really that is absolutely shocking to me it's good though i like it i'm probably gonna add it to some playlists it's pretty good i love the song i love that it's like a proper deep to falsetto kind of male song like it like stays in the lower register of a male's voice like i don't know you and then when it gets louder like, like take this and, and that's it that's it there's no like middle range where you have to like try to belt or anything i like it i dig that vibe there's also there's just uh it's one of those like folk pop type songs where there's not a ton to it but it's just they know how to write a good melody and that's and they know that that's kind of all you need <laughs> i mean the the chorus alone is an i want song take the singing bone opponent home we've still got time raise your hopeful voice you have a choice you make it now that is the summary of what this story is in this song yeah it is so properly effective. it's really good everyone who's requesting us to cover this are requesting the song are you happy <laughs> are you happy 
Okay, we like the song. <laughs> Don't insult our patrons that way. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was honestly this was a better watch than some stuff that I've been made to sit through. Okay, so. what? All right, just give us like three musicals that you think were worse than this. Uh, Lightning Thief. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that, but. I think they. I think the people know what what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't. I think you're full of shit. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Look through our episode list, and you can maybe maybe find for yourself what I might be discussing. <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. Good lord. No. This is this honestly is a, a pretty good one, and I like that it's kind of unique. Uh, like what? What's I will what's say in all credit to this musical. There's not another show that really sounds like this specifically. Strangely, I know. I know it is a connection that we have, but um. Cyrano is probably the closest musical that sounds like this. Or maybe Bright Star. I was gonna say Bright Star, but not really. Bright Star is like they're both like they're both folk music, but Bright Star is American folk and not as good. And this is like Irish folk, which is a it is a different vibe. Do you think this musical would have been better if Act One ended with Guy throwing the uh girl's toddler off a train? Yes, if Act Two, the first scene was that it was a dream sequence. That is still one of the wildest like, act one closers of all time. I honestly, I'm, it's like a bad choice and they shouldn't have done it, but I'm really glad they did it. And it's the only reason I still remember Bright Star at all. I will. Do you, like, can you tell me the plot of Bright Star in any way whatsoever? They threw a baby off a train. Yes. That is all we have to latch on to. Steve Martin wrote the music and they threw a baby off the train. That's all I've got. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Brie, were you even with us when we did Bright Star? Like, were you with the show at that point? I don't think so. God, that was a maybe. That was a wild fucking ride, Bright Star. Oh yeah, it was. Let's see. No, I wasn't. I joined right after that was episode ninety-six. That makes sense. Okay, I remember when Grace Aki first came on our show. She was like a big Bright Star defender. <laughs> To be fair to Bright Star, I don't think it's that bad. What do you think is worse than Bright Star? I think Bright Star is pretty close to the lower tier of what we've covered on this show. It's close to the lower tier, but I mean, there's some pretty bad shit out there. I don't understand. Like, I feel like I try to show you good shit and then other people try to tell you, like, request bad shit. Honestly, yeah, that's kind of is what it is. Like, people will Patreon request. Like, We Will Rock You obviously is worse than that. We Will Rock You is on a different tier. Like, (laughs) it's honestly hard to have anything else that's even close to as bad as that. That was horrendous. Okay, what's another song from Once that we want to talk about? I do want to talk about Gold, which is the act one closer. Okay. And also a very big part of the movie. Tear your curtains down For sunlight is like gold And you better be you Do what you can do When you're walking out What do you think of that? Um, honestly, hang on. Which one was gold? Um, ooh, I know it comes back twice. There's like an acapella one, and then there's the one that ends the, um, it's, I can't describe it because all these songs kind of blend together at a certain point. It is a weakness. Okay, yeah. No, it is a weakness of this that a lot of the songs do sound pretty similar. <laughs> like, I like them all, but they do blend together at a certain point. I like... Okay, I like. I do know this one. Yeah. And honestly, I gotta say, as an act one closer, I think it's kind of weak. I mean, it follows well, one, the one, Bank Teller it clearly song. didn't leave... It didn't leave a huge impression. The Bank Teller song left a bigger impression than this well, one, because I actually remember the you Bank hated Teller that one. one. Yeah, that's because that one sucked. <laughs> I feel like I liked the one that they played to the bank teller more. Yeah, I get uh, that. Say it, say it to me now. Isn't that's like one of the ones where he like really get like belts. Yeah. And I don't think that one was in the movie. I think that was just a musical original. If you have something to say, you better say it now. This is what you've waited Score. 
I remember because of the movie more than the stage show. And that's kind of the thing. The movie, I watched the movie before the stage show and I was like, I don't like this movie. And then the stage show, I'm like, the stage show, it's fine. <sighs> so you and I are in opposite boats here in a weird way. The way that we usually well, what did you like about this one? I liked it because it just felt like a passionate number. Like a lot of these songs, because they are performances, feel like they're dissociated. This felt like a number where the actor, the character had a passion to sing it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Can we talk about uh, When Your Mind's Made Up? Because I actually did really like yes. this one in both the movie and the stage the show. The placement in the movie and the stage show are a little different because this is kind of like the 11 o'clock number for the movie. I do like the song a lot. It is probably the most intense number in the show. When your mind's made up, when your mind's made up, there's no point in trying to change it. When your mind's made up, when your mind's made up, there's no point in even talking. When your I love the the time that they use the the five four talk about uh, that feel. I don't even know. I I that is Andrew knows music theory. I don't know it as well. So Andrew, go off. I don't know very much, but well, this this song has that pulse. It's so uh, it's five four. So the song is like one two three one two one two three. Da, da, when da, your mind's da, 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 made da, up. Da, da, when your mind's so made up. it's a very odd feel to use and it gives the whole song uh it more i feel like it just gives it more power and more drive than a lot of other songs that you hear i don't disagree and it also just makes it a, a more unique song to hear in something like this a lot of uh honestly a lot of times it's it's hard to tell if people are messing with time because in like a classical setting it's hard to tell and in a rock setting they just don't do it very often um in fact some of the better examples of it are from Andrew Weber. Web Andrew Weber, but he doesn't do it anymore. He did that when he started, <laughs> and he hasn't touched it since. Yeah, like because in in like uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, that's in there, and there's some really good. See my eyes, cause I hardly time. see. See me stand, cause I only Yeah, so it's cool to hear this like folk power ballad or whatever you would call it that's in in a odd time signature it's it's really cool I can't um and i really like this song and also it just feels like yeah this is story it feels like story i know that's a dumb thing yeah. to add but like that is kind of important to your narrative to have a moment where you're like passionate really trying to work your best to get it all together i don't know maybe i'm going crazy yeah i i i think it's good <laughs> um and honestly after that i don't think there's anything left to talk about really they they reprise reprise re reprise falling slowly which you know that's obviously good uh in the movie i guess we could talk about once i feel like once in the movie works fine they cut it from the stage show i feel like they could have i feel like in, in a stage show you really have to worry about time in a way that you don't um even so much that they made a joke of it in um a strange loop like people need to know when they're allowed to go home yeah <laughs> and once does but, not feel like a song that lets you know that you're allowed to go home you can't tell me they couldn't have cut fucking the bank manager song and put once in there instead Yes, but structurally, <laughs> structurally, structurally, there's nowhere to put it. It doesn't fucking matter. Come on. There is. It does matter. Let's be clear here. I mean, you could have put it, you could have put it where gold is, like the second gold. I guess. I guess. I like once. I think that song is fine. Um, Doesn't add much, though. I didn't miss it. I wasn't like, oh, my God. They it's actually that. very funny, though. Funny story. Uh, I watched the stage show first and then I, I uh, watched the movie. And when I watched the movie, 
when once played, I was like, oh, that's why it's called once. Because there's this song that has once in it. And I was like, I must not have noticed that in the stage show. And then you're like, it's not in the stage show. And I'm like, oh. I just think it's wild. <laughs> I think it's wild. It would be like. <laughs> I'm like, why is this called once? I And when I watched the movie, it finally made sense because I heard the lyric and I was like, oh. It would be it's like if in the stage version of How to Succeed Without in Business Without Really Trying, they wouldn't have included the how to, how to succeed as the opening number. It makes no sense yeah, to it's me. Just, it's just like, why is why did you not include the title song? <laughs> on that note, what is our overall thoughts on Once and our cheese ratings? Andrew, why don't you start? Yeah, Um. so I really actually like the stage show quite a bit like I don't think it was like amazing or anything but I think it's got some really quality music and it's a simple story that you can relate to I think the movie is fine but after watching the stage show it just feels like a weaker version of the stage show so and, and it kind of looks like shit like they definitely filmed it on a Nokia phone um, you shot like, on like one of the first Sony digital cameras it looks like shit the movie is garbage looking yeah it really it really is not a great looking movie but it is what it is and I think you should watch the stage show <laughs> yeah if it tours to your place honestly if there's like a local production of it I think it would actually be pretty good yeah, it's the type of music that I feel like a lot of, like, anybody can sing, in a way, because it's, like, folky music, so you, you could probably find a good local production of this. I agree. Um, as far as a uh, cheese rating, I'm gonna give it a, a Dubliner cheese, because, <laughs> you know, but do I even have to explain? No, 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 you don't. <laughs> Alright, Bree, you're up next. What is your overall thoughts on our discussion, and your overall thoughts on ones and your cheese ratings? Discussion? Great. But overall, I think if you haven't seen Once, whether it's the stage show or the movie, you should watch it. I'm going to probably watch the stage show now uh, because I really enjoy the music um, by Glenn Hansard. Uh, I'm going to give this an Ardrahan cheese. It's an award-winning, semi-soft, vegetarian Irish cheese. Fair. Brie, thank you so much. You are wonderful. You are so wonderful. We're so lucky to have you on the show. Um. I really like the musical once. I didn't like the film, the score, the soundtrack, Glenn Hansard's music, all great. Um, but I think if you give his voice and his lyrics to someone that can actually sing it, it really does come to life in a brand new way. Um, so I do prefer the stage show. And Kristen Minolti, call me. <laughs> You're probably married because you are. <laughs> I love Andrew's facial reactions. <laughs> um you want to get a call from girls? You know, just to chat about what it's like <laughs> to be on the stage and on film. God, get your mind out of the gutter. Ah, uh, okay, okay. No, but so no hanky-panky. No hanky-panky. Um, we won't create a whole album, but maybe a couple singles. Um, <laughs> but the cheese rating I'm giving this is Abertam Cheese. It's a traditional Czech farmhouse hard cheese made from sheep milk because... Kristen Minolti as a Czech girl gives me heart cheese. I don't know. Um, on that note, thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Musicals with Cheese. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts telling us how terrible we are or how great we are. If so, either way, we are going to read it on this podcast because that's now what we do. Please follow us on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals. We're on Patreon Musicals of Cheese, Instagram Musicals of Cheese, YouTube page Musicals of Cheese. We have a Patreon-only podcast called Patreon of Cheese. Check it out, because me and Andrew are doing commentaries every other week, and every week in between, me and Liz are doing episodes of the Tangled series. So no matter what, once a week, you're getting some content. That's all you want. Content that you pay for, that you aren't getting anywhere else. Are you happy now? Are you happy? Are you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> when your mind's made up either way shoot us an email at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com and we will read it on the podcast in our mid show so come send us some more emails our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio you are the fucking best Juliet thank you for doing this woo 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 our show is produced by the incredible, the wonderful, the wonderful, I love you so much, Brianna Jones! Thank you, thank you. She oh, sounds tired. so energetic, so happy to be here. <laughs> it was Andrew, not his yawning. <laughs>
<laughs> All our theme songs were created by Robin Nash of IOU Music UK. Go send them some love because they do some great work. Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform and for not kicking us off for all the Irish, Dublin, and Czech slander that we say on this show. We are just the worst at that. All right, Andrew, is there anything else we got to say before we wrap this up? Uh, no. That's all I've got. Irish people, uh, you guys are, are funny. You got funny little accents. You make good movies, I guess, sometimes. Sometimes. I agree. As an Irish person, I agree. Um, we'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. All right, Brie, you're going to help me with this? Sure. All right. I don't oh, know you, but, but I, I want, want you to fall more for where do you want me to start? I'll start wherever you think is the best start. I don't know. I always think like, take this sinking boat and point it home. We still, we still got time. <laughs> Raise this hopeful voice. You've got a choice. Let's make it Slowly words that know me. Yeah, it's a rock cover now. I would actually oh, yeah. do a rock cover of every song from once, and that'd be great. Like a heavy metal. Some of them are already just rock Heavy so. metal. <laughs> when your mind's made up, when your mind's made up. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.